Are we ready to open next month? I think so. You think so? Well, it's complicated. Fire protection, first aid supplies, uniforms, safety training, mat services. Oh, and restroom supplies. So uncomplicated. Call Centos. They'll handle all of it. Wow. One company can handle all that? That's not very complicated. So, we'll be ready? Oh, we'll be ready. Oh, I'm ready! Learn how Centos can help you get ready for the workday. Visit Centos.com. Good evening, everybody. Uh, Locked on Browns, uh, your episode 4, October 23rd, 2017. Uh, yesterday, my 13th wedding anniversary. A little shout-out to Mrs. Lloyd, who was kind enough and sweet enough to support me on this little venture here. Uh, tough day yesterday. Another week, another loss for our Cleveland Browns. The issues are starting to mount. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get in here to, uh, get into here tonight. Uh, obviously, follow me, your host, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Please follow the show at Locked On Browns. I want this, you know, the the Twitter handle to be your Twitter handle as much as it is mine. Uh, I want all your questions. I want all your feedback. I want anything you want discussed on this show, guys. I truly appreciate it. Uh, I do want to touch here a little bit. Uh, big day here for the uh, Locked On family. Uh, we have announced a partnership with FanRag Sports to build LockedOn.com sites for all of our podcasts. So all the shows, whatever teams, we are going to have them all handled over at FanRag.Sports. Uh, you know, Locked On NFL, Locked On NFL Draft, Locked On Fantasy. You know, Locked On every uh, one of the 32 teams could not be more excited, could not be more thankful for this opportunity. As we go further here, so uh, just another avenue uh, for you to get all your Browns fix with the uh, Fan Rag Sports LockedOnBrowns.com site. Any aspiring writers, any you know guys who uh, are currently writing on the Browns, uh, any information you have, any written work you want to apply, you want to be part of it, by all means hit me up at tw- uh, my Twitter handle at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. We'll uh, you know, send any resumes you have off to the powers that be. And we'll try to get you started here and uh, hopefully get you along this journey with us. Now, a uh, bunch of ways to probably start this show as far as yesterday. I, I, the way I want to go and the way I want to start, uh, tough Joe Thomas. Just tough to see. Quality veteran, the mainstay of this organization, the glue that has kept it all together, uh, torn tricep. Uh, season is over for Joe Thomas, and you just absolutely 110% hate to see it. One of the things that really bothered me when all the talk started to come up about the 10,000 consecutive snaps without an injury is, I mean, look, I understand it's an achievement, it's a milestone, but once you start putting information out like that out there and everybody's talking about it and everybody's focusing on it, you just you kind of see where it's headed, and you don't want that. You feel terrible for the guy now. Uh, look, season's over for Joe Thomas. Uh, now, here's the question. Is this the end for Joe Thomas? Me, personally, I do not believe this is the end for Joe Thomas in his career. Just the, the what you get from Joe Thomas, the person. Now, keep in mind, his draft day in 2007 and if anybody wants to you know grasp about how long Joe Thomas has been the left tackle for the Cleveland Browns my daughter was five months old 
the day Joe Thomas was drafted by the Cleveland Browns. My daughter is now midway through fifth grade. So that just gives you a little idea of how long Joe has been this foundational piece for this franchise and how important he has been. Granted, the success hasn't been there, uh, you know, obviously. But we're talking about a guy who is the fixture of this team, the mainstay, the carbon blueprint of what you want when you make a pick, a selection as high as Joe Thomas was taken. This is the kind of feedback and return on investment you expect to get. Do I think this is Joe's last year? I don't. Joe has one year left on his contract. Joe has never shown anything but to be the most honorable of men, most honorable of gentlemen in this sport. He has treated this organization like they were the best organization in the league. He has worn the logo on his sleeve like he is a Patriot, like he is a Seahawk. This is his franchise. This is who he plays for. This is who pays his bills. I, I, I don't see Joe walking away. The injury itself, obviously the torn tricep, look, it's not a blown out knee, it's not hip issues, it's not back issues. This is something he can come back from relatively easily, obviously, look, when you're in your 30s, you know, the rehab process doesn't go as smoothly as, you know, when you're in your 20s, but there's no reason to think that Joe Thomas can't have a full and successful recovery from this injury and be part of this 2018 franchise. I just I, I don't see this type of guy as honorable as he is walking away with one year left on his deal. So for right now, unless anything else is said, I do believe Joe Thomas is in the 2018 plans for this franchise. Uh, before we actually get to a couple more things game-wise, the uh, Deshaun Kaiser out at 1.30 in the morning. Here's what rubs me the wrong way. Deshaun Kaiser, earlier that same day, called a team meeting, players only. Everyone seemed to think that was a great thing. They went out that night. Nobody wants to name that any other players were there. All they want to say is that other players were there. Don't be so quick to judge a situation. I know this franchise has been burned by Johnny Manziel and Josh Gordons and these other guys who had the issues of spending way too much time away from football, you know, living it up, partying it up. This is not Deshaun Kaiser's MO. This was nothing that was an issue coming into this draft process. So look, if it's one night on a Friday night, there were zero issues that it came up on Saturday. There were no issues from the team that there was an issue anybody showed up, you know, liquored up or smelling like booze or anything of that nature. Just let it slide. I know this fan base has been tortured enough, but there is no reason to make a mountain out of a molehill from some guys getting together on a Friday night and trying to blow off some steam, relax themselves, get everything in line to play a tough game on Sunday, which they did. The team only lost 12-9. Now, as far as Deshaun Kaiser being pulled yet again on Sunday, uh, the hashtag, I'm going to run with, you know, clueless. I'm going to go with Hewless. What are you doing, Hugh? You came out in August and said, this guy's your guy. Regardless of what happens, the ups and downs, this is my quarterback, yada, yada, yada. Now, you pulled him because of some mistakes. Now, Kevin Hogan got the start versus Houston. Played like absolute garbage. We're going to give the ball back to Deshaun, Carson, Deshaun Kaiser. Yes, through a couple interceptions. So you pulled him. You put in Cody Kessler. You are going to not ever establish an offensive continuity with changing in quarterbacks up and down, left and right. What you're doing is just dead wrong. And if you're chasing that one lonesome W, Hugh Jackson, it is not going to change whether or not you have job security. You either have it or you don't. But keep uh, yo-yo in the quarterback position. It is only going to seal your fate 
and the quicker it's going to do it. it, it it's just going to be a quick... Pr it shows you have no idea what's going on with your offense. It's going to seal your fate. You want to look at Hogan's numbers? He's thrown 75 passes. He throw, he's thrown five interceptions. Put him on the same rate that Deshaun Kaiser's on, his interception rate would be the same thing. Kessler threw 19 passes yesterday, threw an interception. Do the math. All of these guys would be at the same interception rate. So the issue is not necessarily the quarterback, so it's either the play calling or the skill talent around it. Look, I understand the skill talent is not upper echelon with the rest of these NFL franchises, but you cannot ex keep just yo-yoing these guys in and out. These guys need reps. Stick with Kaiser. He's the only one with the elite size, the only one with the elite arm strength. Whether or not it all pans out for him, that's still be determined. And I'm not admitting that Deshaun has not made his share of mistakes, but play the guy who best fits the mold. Stop trying to you know, throw in a guy just because, oh, I think he's a little bit smarter. His anticipation is a little bit quicker. There's a reason these guys were mid to late day picks. Hogan undrafted. There's a reason that happened. Just stop trying to reinvent the wheel. Play the guy that you had the second round pick invested in. You're still going to add a quarterback for the 2018 season. Enough already. You cannot keep yo-yoing this position like you're doing. All you're doing is, first off, is you're putting a nail in the back of this defense who are playing their butts off and you put yourself in a position to lose games because there is too much unfamiliarity between the receivers you have and the fact that every now and then every now and then they walk into the huddle and there's another quarterback. What's next? Gonna bring in Brock Osweiler? Gonna bring him back because maybe he didn't get a shot to play with this team? Stop already. It's done, it's tired, it's antiquated it's just ridiculous. Play Kaiser, give him the next nine games and just enough already. Stick with what you have. We're going to get into some questions this week here. Obviously, you guys have always been fantastic, which I cannot appreciate enough about the fact uh, the questions you're giving me here to answer on this show. Uh, have a lot of big things coming in the future weeks here with the state of the, of the show and the fact that we're uh, you know, being a part of the Fan Rag Sports Network, which I am thrilled about. Guests are going to be added here as soon as this week. We just want to make this show bigger, better, stronger. If there's anybody you want me to get, whether it's draft-related, Cleveland Browns-related, by all means, I have no bones. I have no shame. I will chase them down until I get a yes or no from them. But first question from uh, Brian Peacock, my good buddy over hosts uh, Lockdown 49ers. Would the Browns draft Saquon at one so the 49ers don't have to make that decision? See, here's the issue I have. And, uh, you know, a lot of Browns, when I talk about the fact, and I make no mistake about it, if the Browns have the number one overpick, I am drafting Saquon Barkley. Yes, I know he's a running back. I do not care. He is that special of a product prospect. He's probably the best player in this draft. I understand where, you know, the Browns fans come to me and say, look, you know, with an analytical front office, they don't value the running back position the way, you know, that way to put such a high pick in it. Look, I get that. But the other thing, though, is here is a team who had a quarterback questions last year at number one or overall in the 2017 NFL draft. They still chose to go best player available on Miles Garrett. And through the little bit of time we've seen Miles to this point, that pick is probably going to turn out in spades. Four sacks through three games. Miles Garrett has really hit the ground running here. Each week he's going to get a little bit more healthy. Between him and Ogba, you've got a dynamic duo at defensive end. So my question is, why don't you address, when you have 12 picks, you have an abundance of money for free agency. Why would you ignore, if you had the number one overall pick, why would you ignore taking the number one overall player? 
If that's the case for me, it's not even a question. It's not even something I think about. It, come the end of the regular season, I have the number one pick. Tell Saquon Barkley, pack his bags, move to Cleveland, son. This is where you now live. Uh, next we have, next question. From As far as the trade options, this is from my good friend over, uh, Stephen Thomas, uh, at Brown's Mock Draft. Uh, Stephen's a guy, hopefully I'm going to try and get antiquated in the fan rag. Uh, site here. Uh, just an older guy, a comedian, knows this franchise so well, has a great way of spinning words and some comedic touch to it. So, Stephen, we'd love to have you. Hopefully, we're going to find an avenue where we can fit you in here. Anything about trade whispers or rumors about you know the team as they move towards the deadline? I don't think Cleveland really has anybody they'd move at this point. Um, one popular name resurfacing here, resurfacing here the, the last couple of days, Martavius Bryant, obviously is more than unhappy with his current state of affairs in Pittsburgh, doing everything possibly wrong to get traded from a franchise. Uh, he is one piss test away from being in NFL purgatory, the same as Josh Gordon. But if you could tell Pittsburgh, look, if you want to talk about a 2019 conditional day three pick, I would gamble on the talent. Uh, it's hard to tell whether or not he's disgruntled to the point where, you know, He's, you know, going to linger towards the problems he has, or is he just aggravated that maybe he's been passed by because Pittsburgh has missed so much time with him that the trust factor was a, something they had to just jump on past and basically bypass him. So if you want to take a look at Martavius Bryant and Pittsburgh's all for it, by all means, you know, he's a huge talent that I would certainly not pass up on. I would definitely take the opportunity to bring him in. Uh, Kyle Burrows. Uh, Kyle's at, you know, throw some questions our way before. Always appreciate him. Uh, you know, we'll uh, throw everybody's ass out tomorrow in the show here. But appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for doing this. Gut feeling I'm retaining Hugh or the front office. Hugh has mismanaged the quarterback position this year badly. Look, stick with one guy. I understand you're not working with you know the upper echelon, you know, of skill position at the offense. But you can't just keep you know, changing your flavor game to game, quarter to quarter like he's doing. And whether or not you people are so thrilled with what this front office and Sashi and company has done, they have built a solid defense through acquisitions, trade of Collins, uh, the free agents pickup of McCourty. They have drafted a defensive line. These guys are getting it done on the defensive end. So you want to know what? You look at Hugh. He has not gotten it done on the offensive side of the ball. But this front office has built a pretty damn solid defense. So if one person's going here, Hugh, it's been real, my friend. The Hughless hashtag, bro, you gotta go. Uh, next, uh, I do believe, as always, my good buddy Matt Irwin20, at Matt Irwin20. Is there any explanation or film suggestion why uh, Najoku or Duke Johnson are only playing 38% and 50% of the snaps, respectively? Look, I've talked about this at nauseum. The best thing you have on this offense is the 3Ds. David Najoku, Duke Johnson, Seth DeValve, stop screwing around. Go with the best that you have. You want to make these things easier for what these wide receivers. Focus on the fact that David and Duke and DeValve need to be featured. Get these wide receivers in some one-on-one -on -one you know, opportunities where they have a chance to excel. That's the only thing you can do at this point to at least show some development here with a young quarterback in Kaiser. It, it's so simple, it's, it's staggering that it's not being done. Uh, next question. 
Uh, Jamal Lee. Uh, Jamal Lane, I apologize. Opinions on free agent quarterbacks and their fit. He'd like to see Teddy Bridgewater perhaps be a part of this Browns organization in 2018. Zero issues with this. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater... I'm not sure if Teddy Bridgewater is ever going to be capable of full-time playing again. Look, until we see him on the field again, you know, what he went through over almost a year and a half ago now, you know, just devastating. But you want to talk about a guy who maybe deserves this shot here. You bring him in as, you know, a number two quarterback. Maybe he'll get his opportunity to play a game here, a two-game stretch there. But bring in knowledge, work together with Deshaun. I have zero issue with bringing, you know, Teddy Bridgewater into this fold. Here's a guy just begging for, you know, an opportunity. Obviously, Minnesota's had to do what they've had to do. You know, here's a team, you know, on the rise with Minnesota, you know, a team in contention. Sadly, you know, they had to move on from Teddy. They have no idea whether or not he's going to play this year. They keep saying all the right things, but this is where we're at. Uh, one more from uh, good buddy Matt Irwin. Uh, why in the world is uh, Ogunjobi not playing more? I think the thing with Ogunjobi is you're talking about a guy here, you know, coming from Charlotte, a smaller school player. He's finding success early, which is absolutely true. I understand that. The best thing for a guy like this with he's coming from a smaller school, keep the smaller reps, you know, sample going for the time being. As the season grows on, maybe, you know, grow his snap total. But keep him confident. You know, here's a guy making a major jump from the college bowl he played into the NFL. You don't want to give him, you know, so much that he's going to butt off that he's going to choke himself. Keep feeling him, you know, keep getting him in there. Keep letting him feeling, you know, you know, confident in his ability, confident that he's producing. You know, let him understand that even though I didn't make a tackle, as long as I engage, I'm grading out well. I think the future is bright for this young man. But it's a major jump from the college level at which he played to the level that he's playing at now. But look, you know, in a small sample size, he's showing well. Each week, maybe a rep or two more, you know, to that effect. But, you know, he definitely looks to be, a, you know, a future of, uh, piece of this franchise. Uh, like I mentioned, guys, at Locked On Browns, we'll have the uh, buy bookie picks later on this week on Thursday. I'm your host, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, at Locked On Browns. Cannot be more thankful for the opportunity with FanRag Sports. LockedOnBrowns.com is live as a part of that. If any one of you guys want to write, Please hit me up on the Twitter handle. Have some samples ready for me. We'll forward it off to the bosses and the you know the bosses that be. See if we can get you rolling here. Uh, let's build this together. Uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow night. We'll get a little bit more, you know, touch a little bit more on the Tennessee game. But uh, you know, after that, London's calling, baby. Minnesota and London on Sunday. Good night, everybody. We will talk to you during the week. Take care. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.